Alexa, play that Amazon ads podcast. Which one would you like to hear? The best one. Okay, now playing that Amazon ads podcast. These gentlemen are completely changing the game. After listening to that Amazon ads podcast, my ads are finally profitable. I also heard they're pretty cute. All right, welcome back to that Amazon ads podcast. Andrew, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well, Stephen. Just over here thinking about, you know, Amazon ads and stuff. So how are you? I'm doing well, man. Hey, what do you think about that, uh, that intro music opener that we have? Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I love, I love the intro to this. It, it really sets it up, gives a real representation of uh, what we bring to the table. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. Um, we had uh, a couple of talented voice actors, including my friend Jarrett. Shout out Jarrett. You and also your your wife uh, oh, yeah. comes on at the very end of that. I think you had her. Uh, I, I think you sent me when we were editing it. You sent me like five minutes worth of her just <laughs> saying they're so cute, like over well, and over and over again. In my defense, that wasn't my choice. OK, she was very particular about what she was going to send for that. It wasn't like, you know, I was sitting there telling her, no, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. Redo it. She was very critical of herself. So she wanted to yeah. make sure you had everything you needed to make sure that that was absolutely perfect. It was tough. There were so there were so many good takes. I finally picked one that I thought really worked with uh, with everything. But yeah, that was Andrew's wife who comes on at the end of the intro in case if anyone was uh, wondering a fun fact. But yeah, I think we decided on a name. The first episode, we didn't know what we were going to call it. We ended up going with, I think, that Amazon Ads podcast. Still subject to change, but I think it's kind of a fun name. It reminds me of like that 70s show. So let's see. We, right. had, <laughs> we had um, the Bezos Bros. Yeah, I didn't I really like that, that one. one. Yeah, I thought that one was good. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. <laughs> Bezos isn't even the CEO anymore. <laughs> oh, true. But he is in my heart. Uh, that bomb ecom podcast. Okay. It's kind of fun. Like bomb.com, but bomb ecom. Bomb. Oh, dude, this one you came up with the fixed bid. Or the final bid. I think I threw or that the one final in there bid. too. Yeah, it, it makes me think of like a, makes me think of an Irish tavern or something. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that one was, uh, Good. Although I, I followed up on that one with the dynamic down only podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we had um, clickbait. We had above the fold. We had always be optimizing, optimize me capping. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, needless to say, those, those did not. None of those made the cut. We I think we're going with neither did Ad daddy. That one did not make the cut. We were really on that one. Yeah. <laughs> we really liked that one last Sounded time. Sounded really good for a moment, but yes, I believe we are now that Amazon Ads podcast. So with that said, uh, to kick off episode two, Andrew and I were thinking about which topics were the most important to cover early on in the show versus later on in the show. And we think that keyword bidding needs to be a massive priority in terms of the order of content because it'll make it significantly easier for us in future episodes to rather than just you know cryptically referring to 
oh yeah, well, you know, our bidding system, blah, 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 blah. And like, we'll teach you guys that later. We're gonna get that out the gate. This is probably gonna be like a five part series because there's a lot to cover with, with bidding. And, you know, we mentioned on the first episode that Andrew and I do bids manually. So we're gonna talk about all of the different criteria, exactly the, the bid specifications that we uh, utilize and what we do. And then hopefully after we get into some more of the meat of Amazon app optimizing, we can just reference these episodes. So Andrew, I think there was an interesting LinkedIn survey uh, that trended this last week from the wonderful Elizabeth Green, who has agreed to come on as a guest at some point in the future to this episode. But Andrew, why don't you tell us about that survey that she ran on LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This one was a this is a hot survey. Um, got about 440 votes, I think, the last I checked. Um, and basically, the post was just trying to poll and survey uh, the industry of what's most important um, in Amazon advertising, whether it be keyword selection or bidding. And I think we were both pretty surprised to see such a high concentration of people saying that keyword selection was more important to Amazon ads than bidding. And that's kind of a shock. 88% of people said keyword selection uh, was the most important factor in finding success with Amazon ads. And I think we both firmly disagree with that and that keyword selection is a very um, small, small element in the total picture of Amazon ads. And I think I put a comment in there uh, that basically said, imagine that you got access to an account that you've never worked on before and you could only pull one lever uh, within that account to make an impact on performance. What do you think you would choose? Would you choose to add more new keywords or would it be to be able to make bid changes across the existing keywords, which are probably pretty relevant already because you've you know done the vetting and harvesting from um, different campaigns. So the in my opinion, the one thing that's going to make the biggest impact is not picking out new keywords. It's making changes to the bids, setting bids to uh, more optimal targets that are you know trying to meet a target, um, and usually that's what clients want when they're coming to you. They, they've left someone or they're doing it themselves and you know they're not their ads aren't performing, they're not sure why. Usually it has something to do with bids and less to do with keyword selection. Yeah, and I, I think it was kind of funny because we had just recorded that first episode in which one of our core of, our, of the five principles that we, you know, we thought, what are the five most important principles that we, that we would hope anybody coming to Amazon ads would just focus on and master. And one of those was that bidding covers a multitude of sins. That was like a core principle, one of our foundational, we could only pick five and that was one of it, was get the bidding right. Because it can save you so much, it, it does so much of the work for you. And that was my response actually to that, uh, to that uh, survey or what was it called, a poll. So for that poll, that was my comment. It was, I was just like bidding covers a multitude of sins. And I like your comment, Andrew, too, that, yeah, if you took an account and you could only change either the keywords or the bids, not both, which one's more likely to turn the ship around. And I would agree with you bidding because I also mentioned on the last episode that the reason why I can guarantee new clients 
that my services will more than pay for themselves within the first 30 days or their money back is singly, solely because of the, the keyword bidding strategies that, that we've put together, which we're gonna walk you guys through. But yeah, you've got auto campaigns, you've got all types of keywords, broad match, phrase match, whatever. If you can just bid properly on them, you're instantly gonna see a massive return. And, and that's the biggest problem that I usually see is that these bids have been automated. The automations either were not set up right or, or their formulas aren't totally the best. So yeah, we are gonna talk about that. And this is a bit more of an overview episode just to kind of give you guys a, a little bit of an introduction to how we think through these things. And then we'll have multiple follow-up episodes where we actually break it down one by one, go through a bunch of different criterias and and yeah, we will see how it goes. But Andrew, why don't you tell us just a little bit more about keyword selection versus bidding and kind of just your thoughts on what's more important and why it's more important to Amazon PPC success. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as keyword selection versus bidding goes, I think, uh, like we said, obviously we think bidding is more important, um, but, and I definitely feel like keyword selection really hinges on the bidding because keyword selection is just like one element of the equation, whereas bidding covers a multitude of elements, right? Uh, the keyword selection basically just determines on which queries you're trying to display your ads. Whereas bidding can impact a lot larger multitude of elements, like which placements you win within that search, whether it's top of search or rest of search or, you know, in the featured product section, your bids are going to determine at which placement you're you're winning and which ones um, are most important are obviously those top of search placements. Um, and your bids are going to help help you win those placements. So keyword selection just determines which query you're going to show up on. Your bids are determining which placement, which is, in my opinion, more valuable. Um, it also determines, you know, how much you're spending with uh, each click. So determining, you know, meeting your target ACOS is largely determined uh, and predicated on what your bids are set at, what you're able and willing to spend. Um, and we'll go over some different formulas and stuff of how to calculate what exactly those bids should be set to in order to help you achieve uh, your target ACOS for a particular keyword based on the conversion rates and how much you're generating per click. And then keyword selection ultimately doesn't really matter without bids. It's really hinges on um, what your bids are set to. So you could pick all the perfect and right keywords and the most high volume relevant keywords to your product. But if your bids are too low, you're not going to get any impressions. Or if your bids are too high, you're going to spend way too much, way too fast on those keywords. So in, in our opinion, you know, bidding plays a much larger role in dictating performance and, and what drives success on the platform and within certain campaigns. Um, it's, it's largely predicated on bidding and making sure you're setting those optimal bids um, and not as much on um, keyword selection. We, we think that keyword selection is a result of a process of keyword harvesting um, and your keyword selection should happen naturally over time. There is some, you know, manual input that we'll talk about and get into later, but, um, you know, it matters more when you're choosing high volume terms to go after. But, uh, ultimately if we had to put them one-to-one, -one, which one's more impactful and which one plays a larger role in driving strong performance, it's gotta be bids. Yeah. I mean, if you have a ton of high high quality keywords, high traffic keywords, uh, 
but they're competitive and the CPCs are crazy and your bids aren't right, you could literally bankrupt a business by spending too much on those and being not profitable. However, if you have, so, so point there being, if you have the best keywords, and but you don't have bidding, that could destroy you. Um, but then other people might say, well, yeah, if you have terrible keywords in there, that's why we think keyword selection is so important because what if you have just the worst keywords in the world in your account? That's why we prioritize keyword selection over keyword bidding. But I think the counter argument would be, well, if you have the worst keywords in there, the formulas that we use should downbid those keywords to two cents at the very least. And usually I, you know, when we do have a ton of, after we run our calculations, when we see a ton of two cent bids, I always double check those and perhaps those are archive opportunities to get rid of those keywords. But yeah, I mean, your, your bidding is gonna take care of that. It's going to naturally increase spend on everything that's relevant in your account and decrease spend on everything that's irrelevant. Your account could be fully auto campaigns and these, you know, as long as it's like segmented well and all that, the keyword bidding is going to create incredible performance for you. So all that to be said, let's actually talk about the four different criteria for making keyword bid changes. And, and then there's a, there's a fifth bonus criteria in there as well, which, which we'll talk about. So let's transition into that. That's a very epic whoosh transition sound. <laughs> Before we actually talk about the criteria, I think the most important thing to keep in mind is the time frame you are using for your data selection. This is absolutely essential. Anybody who's a data scientist or a computer scientist knows the axiom, garbage in, garbage out. Basically just means it, it doesn't matter how advanced that, that process, the calculations are, everything like that. If the data coming into it is bad, you're gonna have a bad output. And so the first thing is, and we'll probably have another episode where we talk more in depth on this, but you want to pick the right date range in your bulk file or however you're 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 uh, making these changes. You want to make sure you you pick the data that most likely reflects the next time period. And on the last episode, Andrew and I gave an example of how basically we've never seen any automation software perform well with bid calculations on January first because they're always looking at the last thirty days and they're looking at the increased conversion rates of the holidays to inform their bidding in January. And that's just the largest mistake I've ever seen. You know, when I'm, when I'm optimizing bids in January, I'm either, if I am gonna use the previous days, the, uh, the previous month's data, I'm certainly at least going to incorporate an anticipated conversion rate change. You know, look at the previous year, look at how conversion rates dropped from December to January and add that as, as a variable in my bidding formulas. Or uh, what I'll usually do is I'll use a shorter time frame. I'll just go off the last seven days. So looking from you know December 25th to January 31st and using that as my date range because that period is more likely to be similar to the first seven days of January compared to the first 25 days of December. You know, last seven days of December are closer to the first seven days of January compared to the first 25 days of December, if that makes sense. Same, same thing happens, you know, if, if uh, let's say Prime Day is on July 1st, I don't know, let's just say it's on July 1st and now it's July 10th, you don't wanna use the last 30 days of data 
because you're going to have a ton of spend from around Prime Day that's going to heavily influence that. So I would either pick the date range leading up to Prime Day or the date range immediately following Prime Day as your sample data for calculating your bids. So that's just the first thing that just needs to be clarified and being able to manually select those timeframes is a big reason why we are advocates for manual bidding because automated solutions that just go with a rolling 30-day period, we just don't think is the most effective. Um, yeah, yeah. One other thing I would just add to that is <clears throat> I love this topic of, of picking the right date range. Um, I think one thing that could be added is what if you've made bid adjustments within the time uh, time frame that you're looking at. Yes. So let's say you pull the last 30 days, you make a bunch of bid changes and it's two weeks later. Do you still want to pull that, that 30 days worth of data? Cause then it's going to, you're going to have, you know, 15 days from, you know, the previous, uh, bid adjustment period. And then the 15 days after you made those adjustments, um, I would be more inclined to just pull the the two weeks following the bid changes so I can see what the actual performance was after I made those bid changes. Um, so that's another aspect of things that I think weighs in yeah. this conversation well. Yeah, that is a really good point. And perhaps the best way to think of this is to pick your date range. You should be, your start date should be the last date since there was any significant changes in the account up until yesterday or, or whatever's the most recent thing, assuming there were no massive changes within that time period. So you're getting relatively stable data. So so the date since the, you know, your your start date where it was like the, the first opportunity after a significant change, that could be after a, a period of seasonality, a period of discounts and deals on products. It could be after significant bid changes or, or uh, campaign changes settings with your like dynamic up and down or you're increasing for top of search. So, so that's gonna be, you know, you got to kind of just think critically, think for yourself about which time period makes the most sense, where the data within that time period is relatively stable and consistent and accurately reflects what the future performance will look like for the next week or however long you're planning on going until you make the next bid change. So excellent point there, Andrew. Okay, so let's dive into the four criteria for making bid changes Andrew, what is the first one that we have? Well, actually, just walk us through all four of them, just yeah. like really quickly, just name them, and then we'll we'll go in depth into each one. Yeah, for sure. So the the four main ones that we're often uh, looking at to make bid changes are fall into four different categories. So we have high spend and high A cost targets. We have high spend non converting targets. We have low spend, low visibility targets, and low A cost high confidence targets. So those are the four main criteria that we're gonna be breaking down going forward here. Yeah, and so essentially, you can think of this even as two groups. The The first two are essentially meant to decrease spend, and the last two are meant to increase spend is kind of what we're gonna do here. So the first two, you know, if it's high spend, high A cost, which actually in my experience, you very rarely have anything that's high A cost without high spend by you know <laughs> definition of having a, a large cost. But yeah, so, so we're gonna be reducing bids on anything with a high ACOS is the first one. We're gonna be reducing bids on anything with a lot of spend that's not converting. And then the bottom two, we're gonna be increasing spend on anything with low visibility. And then we're gonna be increasing spend on anything with 
a low A cost that you know seems to be doing well has has a good amount of data confidence attached to it. And what I typically do is I'm usually doing either the I'll either run the first two equations or the bottom two equations, uh, depending on the pacing of the account, depending on the sales. You know, when sales are a little bit slow and the A cost looks good, I'm going to run the our bottom two formulas to increase that spend. And if pacing is hot, A cost is running high, margins are tight, then I'm going to run the, the first two. And so I normally flip flop back, flip flop back and forth between those two different you know, whether we're at a macro level doing increases or decreases of bids, depending on the pacing. And that's something that I've found is super effective at helping to achieve the spend goals, the ACOS goals and the sales goals uh, by just, you know, picking and deciding which lever you want to pull, which I think is far more effective than having an automated solution that's going to always run all four constantly. And then it's difficult to kind of track, you know, when you have that many changes going on, it's really difficult to troubleshoot if ACOS spikes, where did that come from or whatever. So, yeah, Andrew, why don't you, you talk to us a little bit about that very first one with high ACOS keywords, ton of spend on them. What's basically that, that what we try to do there? Or actually, tell, tell us what people try to do and then what we try to do. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So the first thing is what, number one, most automations do, and number two, what most people do in order to get those bids dialed in, which is changing bids by a percentage. So they're either increasing or decreasing by a set percentage. A lot of times that's, you know, between 10 and 20%. Um, they're saying if a keyword is, uh, has a high ACOS, then I want to decrease bids by 10%. And what they're trying to do is just ladder down to a point where their ACOS is lower um, and ultimately, ideally, still getting visibility and, um, you know, driving impressions and clicks to their product pages. The biggest problem that I see with this is just the speed at which you're able to actually get to your optimal target bid. Because if it's if you're going just 10, 10% step, step, stepping it down, when you could just go and snap your fingers and, and hit that optimal bid target based on a ratio of how that keyword is performing and what type of uh, sales volume that keyword is actually driving with every individual click that you get, you're able, you're much more quickly able to optimize the account and optimize those bids on those keywords, as opposed to taking multiple iterations of, of slowly laddering it down in one bid optimization, one bulk sheet, you're able to set those bids accordingly based on the performance of that keyword. So that's typically what we see people doing. And ultimately, I think it is inefficient. <laughs> I just saw something, Andrew. What's that? So, so I ran a poll on LinkedIn uh, four days ago. I only received 21, yeah. 21 votes. I'm not Get as there. popular as Elizabeth <laughs> Green. But I, I ran the poll. I said, how do you adjust your keyword bids? The first option was, I don't know, slash third-party automation software. <laughs> we just sure, like, we got some right there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was ten. That was actually only 10%. I was, I was surprised it wasn't more. But 57% of respondents said they increase or decrease by X percent. And then only 30% said the revenue per click model, which is what we as ascribe to, which we're gonna talk about in a second. But I just realized something to Elizabeth Green's poll, where 88% of respondents said 
that keyword selection is more effective than keyword bidding, it's probably because 60% of them aren't bidding correctly. <laughs> They're just doing increase, <laughs> decrease by X percent. But yeah. like I have seen, I've seen this numerous times <clears throat> in an account, but you'll have some keyword with like a thousand percent ACoS. And if your plan with that keyword bid is to just decrease it by 10% once a week until finally the ACoS comes down, it's gonna take you several weeks to get to that point and you're gonna be burning through cash in the meantime. Whereas we're gonna teach you guys exactly how to calculate the bid so that you hit that ACoS tomorrow, the target ACoS. You know, and, and essentially what it is at a very high level, again, we'll have another episode where we talk more in depth about this. We'll probably figure out how to do screen share on this thing. So for YouTube watchers, they can see some, have us have some uh, formulas written out, but the revenue per click model at a very high level is essentially, if you're ACoS, if you think about it, it's just ad spend divided by ad sales, right? That's, that's the formula. And if you're at a, say a 40% ACoS and your target's a 30% ACoS, you know, we're gonna have to either reduce our ad spend or increase our sales. If we're trying to do that at a bid level, then usually what we're gonna be doing is trying to decrease our uh, spend on certain keywords by adjusting our bids. And we're basically just trying to, what we're going to do is we're going to try to hit that ACoS at a click by click level. So if, ACoS is spend over sales, we're going to figure out what our sales per click is and then set our cost per click to be 30% of that sales per click is essentially all it is. So if your target is 30% ACoS and you see a keyword bid, uh, you see a keyword with a, let's just say it has a 50 cent CPC and it has a 50% uh, ACoS, then, and it doesn't matter, like, you know, let's just say it has $50 of spend, $100 of sales, it has a 50 cent CPC, 50% ACoS. Your goal is to get this down to a 30% ACoS. All you have to do is reduce that CPC from 50 cents to 30 cents. And assuming conversion rates stay the same, you know, and it, you know, if, yeah, they, they should, unless something's weird's happening with your products or whatever. Assuming those conversion rates stay the same, when you change that bid to 30, 30 cents, you will have a 30 cent, 30% ACoS. And it's as simple as that. Well, actually it's not quite as simple as that. There's, there are a few other things uh, that we have to factor in. You know, we, have, we do have to factor in, do you have top of search increases for top of search? You know, uh, if you if you're, have a 100% increase multiplier for top of search placements, a 30 cent bid can still get you a 60, 60 cent CPC, uh, which in this case would, would yield a 60% ACoS, you know, so, we do have some formulas, which we'll show you later on with how you can, first of all, calculate your top of search increase. Like what's the most ideal to optimize for those placements, making sure that you're also hitting your, ACOS, your, your target ACoS at the top of search, as well as on product pages and rest of search. So how to change those campaign settings and then how to factor those settings into your keyword bids. And it's not quite as simple as like, oh, well, if my top of search uh, increases 100%, you know, I'm just gonna reduce my all my bids by 50%. That's not necessarily accurate either because every individual keyword, the data points that you're looking on at, you know, your spend and sales on that keyword is an aggregate of all of the possible placements for that keyword. So what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to look at, you know, the click share at top of search as a percentage of your total clicks for that campaign 
and then figure out that like kind of ratio of like your click share percentage of total and then factor that into the keyword bids. So we know when we calculate the keyword bid, it's yes, it's gonna be setting the CPC to be a percentage of your target um, ACoS as a ratio of your revenue per click or your sales per click. And then we're also gonna add in that top of search multiplier, adjust for that increase, adjust for the click share percentage. And then there's a couple other variables too that we'll, that we'll talk about, you know, sometimes increasing or decreasing with anticipated conversion rate changes. But, but yeah, I, I think that first formula, at least for me personally, that is kind of the golden formula and, and we've worked a lot to tweak it and refine it uh, to account for different campaign settings, whether you have dynamic up and down on, dynamic down only, but that is, you know, massive to be able to take over an account, run one bulk file operation, and suddenly every keyword that was over the ACoS target is hitting the ACoS target within 24 hours is I think a pretty massive achievement that unfortunately, a lot of these automation softwares don't use that. Some do, some do use that. Um, but a lot of these automation softwares, they're just gonna increase or decrease by a certain percentage. And depending on the frequency with which they do that, you know, one other, one other issue with that, and sorry to belabor the point, but let's just say you're, you're running these changes every week um, you know, you're trying to decrease those bids or whatever. Um, or actually let's make, let's use a hyperbole. Let's say you're making these changes daily. You know, you're gonna daily calculate these bid changes. If you're going in there daily and you're decreasing or increasing by X percentage amount, it could be that for the next week, this keyword was like a low volume keyword and it didn't get any additional clicks or traffic. And so the data for your time period didn't change, but every single day, the existing data said it was above target or below target or whatever. So even though the data didn't change over those next seven days, cause it was a low traffic keyword, you've increased by X percent seven times or whatever, or decreased it by X percent seven times. Whereas with our formula where you're calculating it off the data, doesn't matter how many times you run it, you could run it hourly. You know, if the data doesn't change, the bid's not gonna constantly be increasing or decreasing by a certain percentage. It's gonna be just recalculating at a, as a ratio of that, that keyword's revenue per click. And so it doesn't matter the frequency. So that's that's one big benefit of doing the revenue per click model versus the increase decrease by X percent model. Because if you increase the level of frequency of your bid changes, it, it doesn't really work with those percentages. So I know there's some counter arguments to that. This is a topic which we plan on, on hosting a debate on this podcast, having a, a proponent from either side come on. But this is, this is certainly a heated one. But I think at least, for, for this episode, Andrew, you and I feel extremely comfortable and confident with that bidding model that we've been using. Absolutely. I think the proof is in the pudding um, and you really laid that up just perfectly, man. I, I don't have anything to add uh, to that cri that uh, segment of our bid changing criteria. That, that was perfect, spot on. Um, that's definitely the model we stick by. We've seen excellent performance with that. And uh, it just makes for really good working relationships with clients and stuff whenever you're able to systematically and formulaically hit targets that that they need you to hit. Um, and this is just one of those ways that we found to, to be able to do that. Yeah. Now, I don't want this episode to go on crazy long. So let's try to fly through. We're going to come back to each of these things. We're just trying to lay the foundation for each of these kind of bidding manual algorithms. So Andrew, why don't you talk to us pretty quickly about 
high spend non-converting, what that means, yeah. what we do. I'll, I'll talk about that one. I'll give a quick uh, overview of it, but I don't want to steal your thunder because I, I know that you came up with a pretty sophisticated and uh, smart formula for for how to calculate these bids. Are you calling me sophisticated and smart? Or are you sometimes you are. Sometimes. Sometimes I don't know about it, man. But uh, for the most part, I would say, you know, you're, you're, you're a pretty smart guy, I guess. Oh, thanks, man. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, so high spend non-converting. So these are just the targets where you're getting a lot of spend, um, but we're not seeing any conversions. Pretty straightforward. Um, but the problem that we face with this is how do we know what the optimal bid for that keyword is? Um, if we're if we're spending a lot, we're getting a lot of traction. How do we calculate a bid for that? Um, that isn't you know just bidding uh, decreasing bids by X percent um, and and basically trying to factor in like if this product were con to convert in the next 10 clicks or 20 clicks, what would our ACOS on that keyword be? So we're, we're getting a little bit more theoretical here um, with with how we would calculate this based on a, a potential conversion happening on a on a keyword. So, Stephen, do you want to dig into this one a little bit more? Yeah. So what we've been doing is we figured out a target cost per acquisition which cpa cost per acquisition not super prominent metric in amazon but it is in all other kind of digital media marketing the idea is is essentially cost per order so a lot of times we look at cost per click and all these things and a cost but we don't look at cost per order which is what this would be looking at. So, you know, based off of your average, you know, revenue per order, your average sales price, your AOV, average order value, you know, you're taking your total sales divided by your total orders to figure out, uh, you know, on average, how much revenue do you generate per order? So let's just say your average order value is $30 and you're targeting a 33% ACoS what should your average cost per order be, Andrew? $10. Good job. And by the way, this is also going back to that first episode, like use math, like think think up, try to think through things logically, you know, to, to try to figure this out. But kind of like we just said with the revenue per click, you know, your cost needs to be a certain percentage of your sales because that's what ACoS is. So you can figure that out on a cost per click basis, sorry, a click by click basis or you can figure that out on an order by order basis. So we're gonna figure out what our average order value is, $30. 33% of that is kind of our, our target cost. So you have a $10 cost per order, cost per acquisition, which means anything in your account with spend over $10 and not converting is something that's going to need to be optimized. And so that's something else I think is very important. I see a lot of people talk about high spend non-converters but they haven't really, I don't see people advocating for how do you set the spend threshold? People will be very arbitrary. They're just like, oh, if it spends over $20, you know, we're gonna reduce the bids. Or if it spends over $5, we're gonna reduce bids. Like, let's think critically through it. Where does, where does it become an issue? If something spends $9 and doesn't convert, you know, is that an issue? If it converts on the next click, you know, at a $10 uh, total spend to get that $30 sale, that's right on target, you know? So for those, types of keywords, what we're gonna do is we're going to, anything that has over $10 of spend, 
we are going to do something similar with that revenue per click model, but because there are no sales attached to this keyword yet, we're gonna take the average order value and assume you know, if this keyword were to convert on the next X number of clicks, you know, then what would the A cost be and how should we calculate our bids uh, to, to make sure that we're on target if and when this keyword converts. And then another beauty here, just like a mathematical formula um, that we should be using is, you know, how many clicks are you trying to calculate out towards? Well, we're going to do our average clicks to order ratio, which is basically just the inverse of conversion rates, right? Conversion rate is order divided by clicks, flip that over, clicks divided by orders, that's on average how many clicks it takes to get, to get an order. So, you know, again, in a future episode, we'll talk more in depth about that first bidding uh, system we did with how do you actually calculate that revenue per click model. In this one, we're gonna build off that and we're gonna say, okay, now we're gonna take that revenue per click model, the same one as before, only there's no sales on this keyword. So we're going to assume the revenue per click is whatever the AOV is, divided by the current number of clicks plus our average clicks to conversion ratio. So, you know, if it converts in the next benchmark average, you know, clicks to conversion ratio, you know, then what would the revenue per click be? And the beauty of this is that as those clicks keep on coming and as that keyword keeps on non, not converting, the bids are gonna naturally step down, scale down, scale down, scale down, scale down until you either get to two cents or until you get a conversion. And then when that conversion happens, boom, you'll be right on that target A cost when it happens. So we're essentially looking forward and anticipating the conversion and adjusting bids. And with each incremental non-converting click, we're slowly scaling back that bid so that when it finally converts, we're right on the money. And then if it never converts, you know, eventually, yeah, we'll, we'll pause it or archive it. You know, we have other criteria for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love this so much. Um, one thing that, uh, just referring back to our last episode, we talked about thinking for yourself and, um, taking a unique approach to every single account that you're working with. And a formula like this allows you to do that because let's say, you know, I, I always see number one, people talking about click threshold, like at what click threshold are you, um, looking at like for optimizations with a lot of people say like, oh, if it doesn't get 10, if it doesn't get an order in 10 clicks, then I'm going to start downbidding it. Or, um, you know, in this example, we're talking about the average order value. So if it spends up to $9, but I'm selling a $300 product, I have a lot more room to, to spend, um, and hit a target ACOS, um, than I would on a product that's $30. Um, so, so having formulas like this definitely helps tailor that approach to every unique account and gives you the tools that you need in order to be able to make those calculations based on the specific account that you're working with, as opposed to taking, you know, just arbitrary benchmark numbers that you hear from, from other people or on a podcast or, or things like that. So really love that. Yeah. I mean, just to reiterate, yeah, think for yourself, don't just pick an arbitrary number like, oh, if it's 10 clicks or this, this, you know, Amazon ads influencer said he uses 10, anything with over 10 clicks, he's gonna reduce the bids by 10% or something. Um, which again, if that's, okay, I'm not gonna get into it. I'm, this is going too long, but I could have gone off on a tangent with why that's bad. But that's okay. point Another being, uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if you're an account, I've seen some accounts where, you know, especially like, yeah, there, there are some accounts that average a 2% conversion rate because it's just the, the nature of their business. You know, if you're 
like I've seen this with uh, one client who was car parts and they just had like a billion units of all these different types of things and people are like clicking on their products to see if it fits their uh, car and if it doesn't fit their car, you know, so they, they had like a 2% conversion rate, which is, you know, one divided by 2% is 50. So 50 clicks to a conversion. So you shouldn't really start, you know, destroying your bids until you get to 50 clicks because now that keyword or target is underperforming your, your benchmark. So, all right, we got to move this along so that this episode doesn't become forever. But yeah, we, we will be coming back. So Andrew, we got two last ones here. We have our low spend, low visibility, and then low A costs keywords, but with, with good data confidence. Why don't you tell us about um, those two things, what they do and how you optimize them? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, just as we were talking about not to increase and decrease your bids by X percentage, we're gonna throw in one one scenario where we do take this approach <laughs> to stare. Are we hypocrites, Andrew? Up. We're a little bit hypocritical, but not in the way you know that most people are. This this is like a specific reason why um, we want to use this increase by X percentage. So that would be on our low spend, low visibility keywords. So these are targets where you're not getting uh, clicks and you're not getting spend, um, and the main reason why that always happens. You have a couple of reasons, but it could be um, a relevancy. So your your product isn't just isn't relevant to the target or the keyword or the search that you're trying to appear on. Um, but most likely it has to do with your bids being too low. So if your bids are too low, you're going to get lower value impressions, lower value placements, not as likely to generate clicks. Uh, whereas if you were to increase those bids on the uh, low spend, low visibility keywords, you would be winning more valuable placements, likely getting more impressions, more opportunities for additional clicks, which would increase that spend. So this category falls into when you know things are pacing well um, and you want to add on additional spend. You want to increase budgets, increase spend um, on a particular keyword. Um, and try to drive more and more traffic to your detail pages. So we use this one um, when things are uh, not getting clicks. We'll you know filter out for things that have um, no clicks or, or low clicks be below our um, click threshold for whatever uh, date range we're looking at. Um, and this in this example, we would depending on how aggressive you want to get, you can set what that percentage multiplier is. Um, but typically we're, we're increasing bids between 10 and 20% um, in order to generate more visibility on those keywords and um, get better placements and drive more traffic. So this example is stair step strategy where we're just increasing by a percentage point um, until we get to a level where we have enough data to actually make optimizations on those keywords. If you aren't getting clicks, there's there's no way for you to um, optimize those keywords. So we have to generate more data around those terms in relation to the product that's advertising on, on that particular query or that particular keyword. And once we have that data, then we can start layering in some of these other these other formulas like the revenue per, per click. If, if we find out that you know our product doesn't convert as well on that term, we can start using those revenue per click um, formulas once we have the data. But if we're not getting any any clicks, 
it's difficult to actually make any optimization on those. So this is one of those examples where we would be trying to increase spend and increase visibility on, you know, different targets that we're trying to use. Yeah. And the reason why we don't go with the revenue per click model on those on the low A costs scenario is a lot of times your low A costs keywords are going to be like, you know, maybe one if something got one click, one conversion, and let's just say the converted at like 20 cents and the sale was $20, you know, your ACOS is gonna be, is that 1%? Yeah, like a 1% ACOS, you know? And if you calculate your revenue per click off of that, you know, you're essentially assuming a 100% conversion rate. <laughs> so yeah, if that keyword converted with every single click, then yeah, you, you should go ahead and, and uh, you know, use the revenue per click model. But, you know, with those low click, um, low ACOS keywords, um, that revenue per click model is not going to hold up that well. So for those ones, um, that's where we'll, we'll, anything with a low ACOS, you know, we'll just slowly kind of increase those bids just to grow some visibility on those. But one other thing that's important to note, um, and the way in which Andrew and I run these bids is, uh, we got some help from some guy on the internet who can write out scripts for Excel and we, you know, fine tuned and tweaked all these formulas and kind of built a little bit of like a pseudo dashboard in Excel. And then we gave it to the guy and just had him script it all out for us and put in a few buttons. And so now all we have to do is, you know, we download a bulk file, we pick our date range, whether we're gonna use last seven days, last 14, last 30. Heck, you can take last seven and then seven days from 90 days ago and then combine them into one. <laughs> I've never done that before, but you know, you, 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 you pick your data that you want, you throw it in uh, the, uh, the macro enabled Excel file, and then it's going to calculate your, your top of search placement, all this stuff that we're going to walk through the actual math for it. You have four different buttons for the four different formulas that we just talked about. You just click the ones that, that you want to run based off of, you know, your client's pacing and goals and all that. Or maybe if you don't have a client, it's your own account, your own account's pacings and goals. And we do have a ceiling, a bid ceiling and a bid floor kind of safety rails in there. So that's something else you always kind of want to keep in mind uh, because sometimes weird things can happen with the data that's going in. And so those are always kind of nice safety rails to, yeah, just put some bid caps on so you're not accidentally bidding $20 on something. Final thing I'll say here, we do have one final fifth criteria and I'm just going to throw this out as a teaser, but we talked about if something's low spend, low visibility, what do you do? Like if it only has like one or two clicks, but it has a sale on it, you know, you could probably increase those bids by X percent. We'll also in future episodes, we'll talk about what percent should you be increasing by too. We kind of give you some numbers there for how to think through, how to make the decision your own. Are you in 5%, are you in 10%, 20%? So we'll talk about that. But again, I think that that number too should be different every time. Are you increasing by 5% or 10%? That should be different depending on a number of factors, which we'll talk through, which is again, why manager decisions are important and using math is important. But the, the fifth and final kind of criteria is what do you do with items with only one to two clicks and no sales? Do you increase those bids for more visibility? But keep in mind, you could have hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands, not hundreds and thousands, although it could be also hundreds and thousands of those that have 
you know, one or two clicks and no sales and they all add up. There's no single keyword or target that's, you know, a, an offending keyword that's high spend, no sales. But cumulatively across all of those keywords, you have, you know, you could, I, I've, it's not uncommon for me to see that like 20% of my account, you know, if I download a targeting report for like a, for, for a new account and I just filter for everything with, let's just say less than five clicks and no sales, that could be, that could constitute, you know, 10 to 20% of the entire account spend, which if there was no spend on any of that, that would instantly then reduce the client's ACoS by 10 to 20 percentage points, you know? So it's pretty sizable. Um, or sorry, 10 to 20%, not percentage points, my bad. But yeah, that, that could, you know, if you were to reduce that spend, you could have a big, big impact on lowering that ACoS um, without just pausing all those keywords because some of them might convert, you know? So we're gonna talk about as well, this kind of special criteria of how do you manage bids on those? We're gonna talk through, yeah, just how to think through that and how to figure out what the optimal bid is for all of those keywords that basically have no data and individually no single one is a, is a big offender, but cumulatively they're, they're bleeding your account and cutting into your margins. And so we'll, we'll help you guys out there. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. I've seen the exact same thing, um, had clients you know, with a lot of their spend, a big uh, concentration of their spend going to one to two click uh, keywords. A lot of that you know, could, as potential reasons why that could be, you know, thinking th thinking about things like search volume on those keywords. Maybe they just are keywords that don't get a whole lot of search volume. Um, but having some sort of system to uh, calculate what those bids should be across that selection of of uh, low spend, non converting terms um, as a whole is is going to be uh, absolutely vital. So I'm excited to to dig into that with you uh, in future episodes. Yeah, I, I certainly feel a little bit frustrated that we weren't able to go more in depth on, on a few of these, but uh, that's why we're doing this show. And that's why I'm looking forward to future episodes. We've got quite a lineup on our on our uh, topics, brainstorming board, things we want to share with you guys. We're excited to start getting some guests on here, uh, hearing some different points of view, hosting some debates on several topics. Oh, the debates are going to be so much fun, man. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's going to be a good show. So yeah, the, like we said, we're, right now we want to lay the foundations. We we feel strong convictions around the importance of keyword bidding. And if you can get that right, you're going to have a lot of uh, kind of smooth sailing in your account. It uh, keyword bidding covers a multitude of sins, but you have to do it right. So I think that's kind of why the the polls have been going in in different directions than what we think is optimal. So we're going to lay down these foundations for the next several episodes, and. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time. So thanks for listening to that Amazon Ads podcast. If you have any questions, you want to reach out, hit up either Stephen Nock on LinkedIn, Andrew Bailiff on LinkedIn, and we look forward to hearing from you guys. Talk to you later.